Hello, welcome everyone to another bonus episode for our episode on what was it, First Samuel eight to twelve, I believe. Yes, yeah, so the fun most times chapters ever. Indeed, yeah, we had five chapters. That's a lot. That's a, a new record for us. I wonder if that'll ever change, but at this point, five it is in one sitting. Right. So yeah, what what happened this time around? A lot. It, that was an exciting time. Samuel's finally old now. I feel like we just got to know him, and now he's an old man, <laughs> and he's like pontificating and kind of like having his exit speech. So here we are. Yeah, but well, the, if we know but, anything about exit speeches, they last a long time in this that's book. That's true. That's true. And they better because there's second Samuel to come. So <laughs> The whole thing yeah. is his exit speech. No, I mean... Exactly. <laughs> well, we, we kind of set up what could have felt like the end. I think, Emily, you said at the end of last time, we were like, it kind of felt like that was kind that was of it. an end to that chapter where I think now we're going into Saul being a king, which is cool. Yeah, and yeah, some, which is some might even say it's be, like that's why we have the very very common saying is Saul among the prophets now. <laughs> so. I don't know where you got this from. Is this a thing? So can you talk to us about this? Because I don't know what the heck that even means. Oh, boy. is he among the prophets? Well, Emily, he's not. Do, he's do you, not right. Do you remember reading this? Do you remember uh, when we read the thing about is Saul among the prophets? Mm, I think we read it, and I—I I, uh-huh. is that it? We read it. What? What oh else do gosh. I need to know about? Do you remember this? the context by which that phrase came to be? <laughs> no, please, please remind me. Okay. Well, let me let, let's. Well, okay. Yeah. yeah. Well, I, you know what? Either way, you want to you want to give her some hints, little breadcrumbs. You know, I want everyone to know out there, just please, that like I didn't read that. I didn't just read this, and then we're just doing the bonus episode. We read it a week ago. And so, no, my memory does not serve me about sawing and profiting. So well, that's do all. Do you remember? Okay, you remember how Adam Driver showed up and Samuel's yes. like, this is our king. And yes. Saul, you need to jump through a bunch of hoops and do all these things. There's going to be, you're going to meet dudes who have bread and wine and you're going to go say hi to them. And then you're going to keep going up the mountain. You're going to find a band of prophets. Do you remember that? Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, and then he like ecstatically danced with the band of prophets and was yeah, prophesying. Yeah, which you were really excited and about. And then he started prophesying. Yes. Okay. And everyone was like, whoa, all the people with him, you know, all his, his uh, people from back home were like, what? Saul is prophet? Is he among the prophets? Is, yeah. But is he a false prophet is what I want to know. I, I, that did not seem to be implied in any way at all, that he was actually okay. prophesying. Okay. He's prophesying for real, not like for fake, just to no. like make it look like he was a cooler dude than he actually was. But in the book, it implied that like that became an idiom then to say. To yes. People, is and this was when you yelled now. at me because I was like proverb is like the book <laughs> proverbs. And you're like, no, <laughs> no, we 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 did say yes. Like the book proverbs. What you but said, you like, what you said that we freaked out about was when you said like, like John 316. Yeah, like, yeah, no, like that's, that's what not we freaked a proverb. Out about. No, okay, I'm sorry. I didn't know, like, not saying John 3.16, but, like, the, the thing that John 3.16 says, but I guess it's not whatever not, that is. Neither it's not things. a figure of speech. I don't know what it says, so I'm just, like, I didn't know if what it said was a figure of speech. Right. It's just a very famous part of the Bible that we won't get yes, to for years but it and years is not years. A, it is not a proverb and it is not an idiom. Jace, what can you teach us about this very real proverb? This very real, very <laughs> commonplace, very popular not, okay. proverb. Now you all are just like effing with us. Okay? Well, yeah, now I'm just now I'm just joking <sighs> with you. So um, mm-hmm. 
Yeah, basically, I wanted to look up like if this proverb evolved into anything. Like, do we have any modern day saying or anything that kind of descended from this or came from this? And the answer is no. Uh, we oh, don't. Okay. So I'm that sorry. was not fruitful. However, <laughs> and however, in looking this up, I did find a couple interesting things. One is this website that I just want to give you the name of this website. It is contradictingbiblecontradictions.com. Oh, is that, that kind sounds of like, like a contradiction? Is that kind of like my favorite defending inerrancy site? Yeah, where I think it's it about might be. Defending the fact that no, there are no contradictions in the Bible. Yeah, I think that's yeah. the actually idea. Dedeker. When I like was helping you research your thing, I did look up. It's called like joshlink.com, mm-hmm. which I found very funny because I recently named my link in Legend of Zelda: <laughs> Ocarina of Time Josh Link. Oh, <laughs> like Link, but but my partner Josh. And uh-huh. so I was nice. like, oh, it's the website for Josh Link, my character. It but it wasn't. It yeah. wasn't a website for him at all. No. Um, well, okay, but so no, yeah. So here's, no, sorry, yeah, go for it. Here's how I found this: is that this is also like. <laughs> If you're going to try to be like, I'm going to find contradictions in the Bible, this is like, it seems like so basic. Like, why even go for this one? But apparently, later in the book of 1 Samuel, we're going to get later this. Later in the book of 1 Samuel? Uh-huh. Later in the book of 1 Samuel. Yes. It'll either be in the next episode or the one after that. I'm not sure. It's in 1 Samuel chapter 19. So still a little okay. ways away. Probably not this next episode. Yeah. 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 Um, but apparently we're going to get this saying again, is Saul among the prophets? And it's going to maybe say something along the lines of like, and that's how the, the saying came about and people being like, well, which is it? Did it come about here or here? And I'm like, of all the things to pick apart, like get over yourself, <laughs> whatever. But, but what's interesting though, is that when it comes back, it might have a different meaning than it hmm. had the first hmm. time. So this is more interesting, of not like inside scoop, but more of something to look out for when it comes back later. Such interesting. Intrigue. Yeah, that actually wow. one could argue that it's sort of a cool narrative device that you then bring it back. But now the meaning has changed. Oh, we'll, that's we'll attributable too much good there. writing to to this book. You know, what? these like commentary <laughs> sites are really interesting to me. But yeah. yeah, sorry. Just like I've never I've never discovered anything like that in my life besides what this is exactly like these commentary sites on different things that people say in the Bible and what it means and right. stuff. Well, it's kind of funny because it's, it's an old ass book. And so that means yeah. literally thousands of years of commentary and interpretation. Mm-hmm. We don't really have a lot of other texts like that other than like the great religious texts, you know, like the Quran and the Bhagavad Gita or, you know, like the texts in the Pali Canon related to Buddhism and things like that. Those are the only texts we really have where it's literally been thousands and thousands of years of commentary and then commentary upon the commentary and then mm-hmm. commentary upon that commentary. So it so is kind of this really, really self-reflective right. thing. Exactly. Who's right and who's wrong? Who can say? Well, that's something I always find really interesting when we look at more like Jewish sources for some of this stuff, because that's more like, yeah, there's been commentary over the years. And that's also part of what we follow and part of what we believe and what we look at rather than than what the sort of fundamental inerrancy type people within Christianity say is like, no, this is it. This is the only ever book and you can't interpret it. It's just, it's all there in plain facts. And we're like, we're reading it and the facts aren't so plain as you say. 
No, definitely not. And the Christian like commentaries tend to be very much around like Jesus. And to to, me, I'm like, well, this wasn't what the he it wasn't written for him initially, right? Because it was more the Torah and stuff. I mean, I don't know. We're past the Torah, so I don't know what I'm talking about. It's fine. (laughs) We're in no man's land now. (laughs) That's true. Yeah. What is this? Is this still part of the old? This is the Old Testament. So, but this is like only in Christian books. No. No, it's in, okay. in other other books, yeah. Okay. This, we're still in we're still in straight up Jewish history here. Okay. Yeah. Uh, I feel like there's a term for this. Remember how when we read Job, it was like the type of book it's considered is like a poetry book. The okay. Job was yeah. kind of considered more that. I think this one sure. is counted more as a history, just like a lot of the Torah is too. But this one, I feel like, is less about establishing laying out the rules which was also Hmm. part of the torah was like these are our traditions and this is a little more of just a history and a story okay Uh, that's my impression at least and maybe maybe some people would interpret that a little differently i don't know no that that follows with what i'm finding so it's like our first five books are the torah which basically lays out the law for the Mm -hmm. most part then we have the histories and so that's joshua judges ruth you know the books of samuel all the way up until esther are the histories then we get into things like um poetry and wisdom like proverbs psalms things like that mm-hmm. we get into what are known the major prophets and the minor prophets so huh. it's kind of the accounts of all these different prophets that come along and that's all just the old testament is so saul, saul was not the prophets? among them yeah exactly i was like <laughs> so is saul among them well he's he probably not. not because he's in this book not that book yes <laughs> no actually we do we did kind of talk about this a little bit a couple of weeks ago i think but whether you're one of the major or minor prophets in the Bible does not mean you're the only prophets within the biblical well, uh, world. So, so Saul is considered a prophet. Like they, they did say that. He, oh, really? He prophesied. Yeah, I think, I'm pretty sure. Well, at that moment, yes. At that moment, he was among the prophets. But, but is he's he not like, like a prophet. Yeah, is he, he like prophet, he, capital P? No, like, I don't I don't, know. he doesn't go on to professionally become this because he's the king. <laughs> he's, he's a professional king. profiteer. <laughs> I love it. <laughs> Um, Can I Dedeker, talk to you about testicles, please? Yes, please. Oh, what did you What wait. did you look up? Because I okay, couldn't well, find anything on this when I was trying to help you with this. So if y'all recall that Saul gets made king and then almost immediately has to deal with the Ammonites, right? Mm-hmm. You know, and the Ammonites are like, we're going to make a treaty with you only if we can gouge out the right eye of every one of you and bring disgrace on all Israel. And uh, in the comment section in the chat, we had someone pointing out that eyes could be an analog for testicles, essentially. And I was like, huh, that's, uh, I mean, the Bible's done it before. You know, we've had the whole history of like putting your hand under my thigh and stuff to actually mm. mean come grab my balls. And that's how we're going to make a promise to each other. Do you remember that? Yeah. And the Ammonites Just are like, cut them gently. We heard <laughs> yeah. that y'all are into cutting your genitals for all your boys. So, like, <laughs> why not just a little more? Jeez. For us, though, this um, is our version of circumcision is cutting off basically. the right testicle. So was it about that or was it really about like the actual eye? Well, it's hard to tell um, from what I could see. That there's not a lot of conclusive evidence of like, yeah, mm-hmm. definitely. It was a translation thing. They actually translated it to eyes or, yeah, that was used all the time as a euphemism for testicles. Um, the link that you sent me, Emily, the Josh link, as yes, it were. Yes, the Josh uh-huh. link. Um, Makes the argument that, yeah, this is literal. It's literally the right eye because in battle as a soldier, you'd be carrying your shield with your left mm-hmm. hand in front of you. And so your right eye is the one that's basically the only eye that can really see where you're going and who you're fighting. It's and the so, sword eye. 
it's their sword eye. It's your sword swinging eye, yeah, you know? Right. And so to gouge that out would really um, essentially... Uh, take you out of the for? battlefield. Yeah, I would take you out of the battlefield, right. you know? Um, so there's some meaning there. However, when I was trying to do all this weird Googling of like eyes, testicles for Samuel... <laughs> yeah, good luck with that. <laughs> and that's why I couldn't find anything, yeah. <laughs> totally messing up my... <laughs> my uh, yeah. Um, your algorithms. My algorithms, yes. Um, I definitely came across some really interesting books and some interesting journal articles. Like there's this journal article that's literally called Shame and Mutilation of Enemies in the Hebrew Bible. Wow. Um, wow. There's this other book on Google Books that I was able to read through a little bit called Power Play, a primer on the second book of Samuel, which does sound a little kinky to me. Um, yeah, jeez. And uh, in this article and in this book, they do make the suggestion, they're saying, like, we've definitely seen before in other mythologies uh, from other cultures around this time that eyes were an analog for testicles. So it's reasonable to think that maybe they actually meant cutting mm. off someone's or gouging out someone's testicle. Um, and then I was thinking, I was like, huh, is that a common analog in like mythology and stuff like that? And I realized that really, really changes the meaning of the Oedipus story. Because remember, he finds out that he's been having sex with his mom this whole time and he gouges out his own eyes. Oh, it could boy. have been that he gouges out his own testicles. That would kind of make more sense, wouldn't it? Right. In he, your disgust. He wanted to castrate himself Ew. out of disgust. Yeah. yeah. Whoa. Yeah. Whoa. Whoa. My mind's been blown. Uh, wow. <laughs> Emily, what do you got? For that, Dedeker. <laughs> <laughs> so I was interested um, in the fact that everyone was so angry about the fact that they the Israelites wanted a king. Because and yes. especially Samuel, Samuel was like nah, like and and he talked about all of the things that a king would essentially do, right. which in one of these, what is this, knowingscripture.com, dot com, basically was saying that like a king would make himself at the same height as or not height literally, but like the same sort of uh, analog to God, so because he would be giving them like the 10th of whatever their land and stuff and all the stuff on it and like giving them the best meats from the sacrifices and stuff like that and so basically it would put him on an even playing field with god which mm. is not good clearly it's not allowed yeah no not allowed but it is interesting so yahweh has talked about having kings in the past so he told abraham in Genesis, he's like, I'll make you exceedingly fruitful and I will make you into nations and kings shall come from you. Like, your kids are going to be kings. Huh. Um, and then also to Jacob, he was like, uh, I'm God Almighty, be fruitful and multiply a nation and a company of nations shall come from you and kings shall come from your own body. So and then also like talked about something in Deuteronomy. So clearly, like he knew that a king would happen eventually. But I guess the fact that what this guy says in knowingscripture.com is just they're angry about it because the Israel wanted a king too soon. And they're making the argument and, you know, do with this what you will, that like the ultimate king was Jesus. And so God okay. was going to give them. A, it's trying to rope the yes, whole thing into one big meta narrative. These are yeah, the only okay. kinds of sites that I <laughs> seem to find. Yeah. But yes, essentially saying that like. God, you know, eventually was going to give them the ultimate king, right. but they wanted a real king too soon. And they also, yeah, as we had said, wanted to keep up with the Joneses um, because, you know, everyone else was doing it. Everyone else was having a king and stuff. And like they wanted right. one, too. Yeah. So now yeah, I just have Handel's was- Messiah stuck in my head. 
King uh, of King and Lord of uh, Lords. That's like one of the things that gets sung a million times in that song. Yes, so, there you go. Kings. Well, yes. exactly, exactly. You do call God King of Kings, I guess. So yeah, it, it's interesting, and and I, I guess we're gonna have a, a good king later on, and David. But well, this so, guy is basically so far yeah. though. Saul has yeah. been good. Like he's been a good king so, so far. far. Remember, like he he was quite compassionate. Like didn't he was like, no, let's not just murder everybody. Let's find a better yeah. solution. Like so far, we've been but, impressed with him. My partner totally spilled the beans. I was like, yeah, we're talking about Saul. And, and he was like, oh, no. And I was like, what? He seems fine. And he's like, Mm-mm, not a good guy. And I'm like, damn it. Okay. If you <laughs> well, can, that's though, why the casting of, of Adam, Adam Driver, Driver is so You're appropriate. like, don't talk to him about anything. <laughs> yeah. No, I just, Emily, like for our next few episodes then, and for all of us, really, let's try to go into the story not knowing that though and appreciate like what if we were doing what we actually set out to do which is to like just read the story as it is and try to make sense of it uh, no uh, yeah i mean i i am I i'm do, trying to yeah i do sometimes worry that that by researching too much we're sometimes spoiling some interesting story beats but no, also making you. it bearable to get through a lot of not story beats so yeah you know. well it's hard because i want to talk to people about this i'm like wow like you know god's really angry about the the israelites wanting some kings and, you know, right in First Samuel with with Saul being the first king. And it's like, oh, bad guy, bad guy. Like, that's the first thing out of his mouth. And I'm like, crap. <laughs> Although we'll okay. see. We'll see. Because so much of my perceptions of the Bible are colored by how it was interpreted for me. And yeah. I've had so many moments mm, reading this book where I'm point. like, wait, that wasn't nearly as either good or bad as it was made out to me to right. be when I was a child. So that's who knows? True. Maybe Saul's actually not that bad of a guy. Or maybe he's even worse than I remembered. Well, well yeah, I guess we'll all point. find out. Either way. Like with, we'll all with, find out together. I think Samson's a good example of that, where we were like, I guess I kind of remember Samson not being great at first, but he was really shitty. And I did not, that's like true. that was not my impression of him. So yeah. Let's... Samson also got his eyes scooped out, by the way, if you if you remember. Mm, oh, yeah. But I think yeah. they actually meant his eyes. It was and pretty clear, wanna, yeah. One of the sites that I read said that the devil wants to do that to all of us. Scoop out our <laughs> eyes slash testicles? Yes. Eyes and testicles. Something to that effect. In the bucket. They want them now. Yeah. <laughs> so anyways, that was fun. <laughs> oh, oh, boy. boy. Wow. Right. Well, this is great. I'm super excited to get further along in this story. Um, I hope that y'all are enjoying so far. And we will see you in the Drunk Bible Study Fans and Fellowship Facebook group. And see y'all next week.